Friends, welcome back to the Bible's Babies in Business podcast. Today is such a treat. There are very few people that I invite to talk on the show, let alone twice. And this is Lissa Scott's second time on the podcast. And I'm so excited for you to hear from Lissa today for so many reasons. A, she's one of my very best friends. She has a heart of gold. She loves the Lord. She's wildly successful in her own online coaching business, which you'll get to hear about a little bit today. She is also the lead generation expert slash DM strategist inside of my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which is kicking off here on January 23rd. This is my 18-week group coaching program designed to teach you how to create and sell your own irresistible high-ticket one-on-one coaching offer without launching. We're talking about being able to get consistent clients any day of the year without ever having to duct tape together another launch ever again. And there's a guarantee on the program that if you do this work, you are going to guaranteed to triple your investment. So I am so pumped for you not only to get to uh, hopefully jump into this program, by the way, if you haven't booked your call with me, what are you doing? And also super excited for you to hear my bestie on the show, because what she has to bring to the table is incredible. Teaching people how to make money, specifically inside of my program, how to generate leads. You are in for such a treat. Without further ado, here's Lissa Scott. Hey coach, welcome to the Bible's Babies and Business Podcast. Are you ready to get more consistent, high-ticket clients in your online coaching business without having to go through exhausting flopped launches? Are you constantly searching for podcast episodes, looking for that key to unlocking $10,000 months in your business? Do you have big dreams of becoming debt-free, going on more family vacations, and staying home with your kids? But right now, your business isn't even breaking $2,000 a month? Hey there, I'm Cami. I'm a Christian, a wife, and a soon-to-be mom. A few years ago, before I was known for being a high-ticket sales expert for online coaches, and before I founded my program, High Ticket Powerhouse, which offers some of the best marketing and sales strategy in the coaching industry, I was just your average online coach struggling to get by. I didn't know how to get clients, make consistent money online, or get out of the painful cycle of living paycheck to paycheck and drowning in debt. And to make matters worse, My husband and I were struggling through years of infertility and needed tens of thousands of dollars to grow our family. Oh, and on top of that, student loans and credit card debt. Needless to say, financially, we were a sinking ship. My business needed to make money. My family depended on it. That's when I discovered the art of how to close high ticket sales. And the best part, you don't need thousands of Instagram followers or ever have to struggle through another duct taped Instagram launch ever again. In this podcast, you'll find practical sales strategies to use in your own coaching business, biblical principles for the Christian entrepreneur, and a healthy dose of tough love. Because one thing you need to know about me, I don't sugarcoat it. My ultimate goal is to turn you into an absolute powerhouse at selling your high-ticket coaching online so you can be a blessing to your family, a blessing to your clients, and create life-changing impact for the kingdom of heaven. So grab your Bible, your laptop, and let's get to work. Because you were made for this.
What's up, Cam? I'm stoked to be here. Yay! I'm so excited to have you on the show. Um, again, like I said, I don't think that I've ever had you're the only person I've ever had on the show twice. Yeah. You're the only person that's ever been on my show twice. I love it. It's a, it's a, so here we are in heaven, a friendship made in heaven. And let's you and I talk about all the time that our friendship is the definition of ironing, iron, sharpening iron. Yeah, for sure. All the time. And it's, that sometimes comes with friction and not necessarily friction of, of disagreements, but, but friction of like, both of us confronting things in the other person in order to sharpen us for what we're made to do for our assignment. And so I am always so grateful to get to be in Voxer chat with you, to get to be on Zoom calls with you, podcast, record, and to have you as a guest coach expert inside of High Picket Powerhouse. These ladies are in for such a treat. Yeah, they really truly are. And I say that because I know what's in your program and I know that people need it. And I know that you are going to deliver 11 out of 10 what they signed up for. Um, Cami Wilkie is the definition of under promise and over deliver, ladies and gentlemen. So uh, actually probably just ladies on this podcast, but it's all good. <laughs> the um, The thing that I always say about you is Cammy's like my unofficial coworker, right? So one of the great things about being an entrepreneur is you get to pick who you work with, with your clients, but you also get to pick who your counsel becomes, who you surround yourself with peer wise. And you and I truly are that like, I jokingly, but not so jokingly, I go into my kitchen to get a water and I'm voxering you like on the way, just like you would talk at the water cooler if you worked at a job. And so it just makes me laugh. Um, you really are my unofficial coworker. We talk pretty much all day, every day, like in a good way, not in like a crazy way, but yeah, yeah I think everything you and I say to each other, there's so much encouragement that 95% of it is encouraging or humorous or just straight up entertaining. We laugh at ourselves all, all day long, but that 5% of like critique or sharpening that you're talking about, all of it's like laced with grace. Right. It's not like, oh my gosh, like you suck. It's always like, Hey Cam, I don't think anyone else is going to tell you this. Um, so this is what I'm seeing. I might be projecting here. If it doesn't resonate, let it go. But, uh, maybe you should do this and you do the same for me. And so it's just always nice to have that extra set of eyes. Yeah. It's yeah. I, one thing that we've chatted about is that you and I both tend to have, um, smaller circle inner circles. Mm -hmm. Now we may know a lot of people have a lot of, um, acquaintances, but when it comes to like people getting to see the inner workings of our business slash the inner workings of our lives slash ownership of a business, entrepreneurship, growing, scaling all of that, there's very few people that get to see that. And I think that that's actually very beautiful. Cause I think that if you expose your, your business, which is kind of like, you know, our baby to too many people, you're essentially opening it up to, to people that were never designed to have an opinion on it anyway. Like I've seen like pastor Michael Todd, which you and I both watch say, you know, it's not always supposed to be a business meeting or a conference, mm -hmm. a conference meeting with everybody to be careful, like who do you let on the inside to see all the ins and outs and the details? Cause you're all, you're, you're opening up to vulnerability. And yes, there is so much value in that. And you want to make sure that the people that are whispering counsel in your ear know what they're talking about and are wise people that they have your true best interest in mind. So super glad to have you on the show. What I, the reason why I really wanted you to be 
have a guest expert spot inside of High Ticket Powerhouse is because you, you crush it in a lot of areas of your business. Lissa is wildly successful at what she does. She's very, very good. She's an incredible business coach. There's Memphis shaking his collar in agreeance. And <laughs> an area that you shine exceptionally well is in generating leads, which we all know you cannot have a business until you generate leads. And in fact, there's really no reason for us to even discuss sales until you know how to generate leads. And what I have shared with women on a couple of podcast episodes previously is that oftentimes people will either have a lead gen problem or they'll have a sales problem. Occasionally there's both, but there's no reason for us to talk about sales unless we, there's actually people to sell to. And so yes. I, I, Lisa, you're incredible at what you do. You are the top at, at generating leads. I've learned so much from you and I'm so excited for the ladies inside of High Ticket Powerhouse to get to learn from you. So can you give us just like a little sneak peek of, A, let's first start off with why is lead gen, what does that even mean for the person that is like, is starting out in their coaching business? Like, I don't want to use too fancy lingo that makes them feel like, ah, I'm not in the loop. You're in the loop, friend. Like we we may use sometimes fancy words, but like you're in the loop. Um, what what even is lead gen, and like what's your mentality in going about it? Yeah, for sure. So basically, lead generation is just generating a list, and I'm a big list person. Some people even call me Lista instead of Lissa because I love lists that much. But you're generating a list of potential buyers. This doesn't mean that every lead is a sale doesn't mean that they even know about your program, but for whatever reason, either you saw something in them or they saw something in you, they got on your lead list. And so we have been talking about over at uh, Maximum Potency and on the page recently, like talking a lot about inbound versus outbound leads. And so like outbound leads is when I see something, when I'm looking out into the world and I'm like, wow, you know, Cami would be a great fit for the program because I saw on her page that X, Y, Z. And so that, that outbound lead lens that you're able to look through as a business owner and go, oh, that person needs my program comes from you as a business owner, having clarity on who you are and who you serve. So that's like step number zero, right? Step number one is like, who needs me? And so after you know you and who you're trying to serve, then you can figure out who needs your program. And so with that being said, it's like inbound leads, they come to you when you're showing up on your platform or platforms and they see something and they go, oh, I think I need your help. And they actually come to you. They are an incoming lead, an inbound lead. And so that's inbound and outbound leads. Um, and lead generation, if you don't have lead generation, you don't have a business because you'll never have a sale if you don't have a lead. And so, yes, to your point, Cami, we have to talk about lead gen before we talk about sales. And yeah, most business owners, it's like, there's always four different problems that I see. I'm going to add to your list. Number one, they're unclear on who they are and who they serve. Number two, they're unclear on how they deliver the transformation that they promised to deliver. So their offer is all wonky. Number three, they don't have leads. And number four, they can't convert the leads. Those are kind of the four things. Um, and it doesn't always happen in that order. You may become aware of problem number three before problem number one, right? And so you and I, I know both teach very linearly where we do step one first. 
because you don't want to have a crack in the foundation of your house or your business. Yeah, exactly. So many good things that you said there, you have to build the the house from the ground up. And, and I get that, that so many people, uh, what I've been sharing often, like on, in my sales calls that I've been doing lately is that many times people want to paint the car before they actually know if the engine works. So they want to go viral. They want to learn um, how to create content. They're like, well, how did I just get like 20,000 views on my reel? That's great. Let's, let's talk about that. But do we even know if the vehicle works? Do we even know if the engine is running? AKA, does your offer work? Do you know who you're here to serve? Because going mm-hmm. viral when you are unclear can actually be very damaging to your business. This is one of the reasons why there are people out there that have like 50,000 followers and like two likes on a post, either that, or they bought their followers, one of the two. Um, (laughs) But what we want to do is let's make sure that the engine works. Let's make sure that you're super clear on who you serve, how you serve them. Let's make sure that you have a rock solid offer, a rock solid guarantee. And then let's broadcast it to everybody, but we can't do that in reverse. And the other thing that I know that you'll really appreciate is that many coaches really want the inbound leads. They want to set up shop and then just wait. And they oh, just yeah. want to post the content and wait for people to either slide into their DMs or click the link in their bio. And and, and me too, don't we all? Yeah. So that is the literal equivalent of if you were a restaurant owner and starting a restaurant and all you did to launch your restaurant was you bought the building, you put up one little sign and then you bought all these like groceries ready to make the food and you just sat in the back one day flip the open sign on and just wait it. And nobody came. That would be an absolute tragedy of <laughs> launching a restaurant. Your restaurant's going to fail. Not because it's not great food, not because you're not an amazing chef, but because people have no idea who you are. Like you're the new kid on the block. You have to put in, you got to pay your dues. And that's the thing that I'm seeing a lot of coaches struggle with is paying their dues. And the reasons why they say that they're struggling with, and in the way that it comes out is they'll say, well, I just, I don't, I don't want like DM strategies. Well, honey, that's probably because you've you're thinking a DM strategy is hey girl messages. That's not what we're talking about here. But you want to just put coach in your bio and have everybody come to you. And there will be a day when people come to you. And that day is not day one. It's not day 30 either. It's like you're <laughs> it's not day 90. <laughs> yeah. You're gonna have to go out. And I love this is Alyssa saying virtually shake hands with other people. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Too many coaches they do the launch strategy, right? Which is like flipping on the open sign and maybe putting up some flyers in the community, right? They're like, I'm doing a thing. I have six spots open. I have blank, 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 click the link in my bio. And that's an outdated strategy. And here's why. So in 2016 through 2019, that worked great. Now in 2020, everybody and their brother started to flip on their open sign, right? And so taking that analogy a step further, what happens when every single building you walk by is a restaurant? You like, there's just too many restaurants, right? And that's not me saying the space is saturated. That's me saying that strategy was saturated and stopped working. So a lot of people made the claim, oh, the coaching space is dead because they couldn't get clients because their old strategy stopped working. The coaching space is not dead. It's growing. Yes. It is growing at 6.7% a year. And it's predicted to keep growing at that same rate. And beyond that, it's like, okay, 
let's think through what's happening here. So everybody else is launching right now and everybody else is waiting for people to come to them. Now, if you know me, I'm from Philly. And so I got that little East coast intensity behind me. Um, what would happen if while everyone else was waiting for people to walk through the door, you actually went and you started knocking on doors and you started giving out samples, right? What would that look like? And so Costco does it right, right? You try it, you buy it. And so if you're not in motion, trying to actively get people to experience what you do in a way that protects your boundaries and your bandwidth, you're not just serving everyone for free all the time, but you are strategically giving out free samples. Well, now you actually have a reason to go knock on the door, right? So one of the things that I always say is like connection before conversion, no one can buy from you unless they feel connected to you. Too many coaches are also trying to post and share converting content. I hear this question all the time. What do I need to post to get people to buy my stuff? What do you need to get people talking? That's the question you should be asking yourself. And this is truly where the maximum potency and, um, and your DM strategy, Cami, is different than the world's. We don't pitch in the DMs unless we're asked to pitch in the DMs, right? If someone messages me and they're like, tell me about this offer, I'm going to tell them. But I am not going to go, hey, saw you're a business owner. Do you need a business coach? Let me know. That's not my first DM to someone, right? And so often, you guys know this, if you've been on the platform for any amount of time, people will just slide in and send you like three paragraphs of text pitching you. It's like, you don't even know me. What makes you think I need that? Right. Right. It's so offensive. So, you know, not waiting, actually having a strategy that's humanized, not dehumanized and pitchy and salesy. I'm going to go deeper on this in just a second. Um, to go knock on doors is absolutely necessary because you can't just sit on your porch and like, wait. Exactly. You can't. And, and, and I get why we want to, I, yeah. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. We can stay in our comfort zone. Like if every, that's why Amazon thrives because they'll deliver it to you. Yeah. You don't have to go get that t-shirt. You don't have to go buy the shampoo in the store. You don't have to get out of your comfies, just stay on your comfy, stay on your couch and we'll bring it to you. And so I understand why. And I also, we have to recognize that like you signed up to be a business owner, which means you signed up for stepping out of your comfort zone every day. Yeah. Amen. Not just Mondays and every third Friday, um, you signed up for this. And I recognize that there's different types of entrepreneurs. There's different personalities in the coaching space. And there's more than one personality that can thrive in the coaching space. Absolutely. And Lissa is the most disciplined and dedicated human that I know. And it's not a coincidence that she also owns a wildly successful online coaching business. And Lisa, let's open this can of worms just real quick. Cause this yeah, is yeah. a boxer. This, if people could be flies on the walls in our boxer conversations, this is what they would hear. This is the conversation that they would hear on repeat is right now. I believe that there's a lot of coaches in this space that are just not at any fault of their own, unaware of the amount of work that it actually takes to have the $10,000 months to cross mm-hmm. that, that $100,000 in sales. And again, we, we all enter this space, not knowing what we don't know. And so this is not to shame anybody, but also to bring awareness that please do not expect to work two hours in your business on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 
and that's what that's all you've ever done and think that that's going to be sufficient to close six, eight, ten thousand dollars in sales every month. It's going to take a lot more than that. Yes, one hundred percent. Your, I'd love to hear your like unload for us. Unload the philosophy around like work weeks and working hours. Is that what you're saying? Just like give people just like a little fly on the wall taste of like what you and I have been talking about for weeks around. You know, you and I have built over the last three months. Both of us have had. I don't think it's too, I think it, this is a 100% accurate statement. You and I over the last three months have had the most, you and I both have closed the most sales we've ever closed in our business. Yeah. And this is also the most hours that we've ever worked in our business ever. And it doesn't mean yes. that we're going to do that continually forever. You just got back from a vacation. I'm about to go on one. You're about to go on another one. But like, let's just elude to that because I think that sometimes there is this sense in the coaching space that we can just work for 90 hours a day and like close a $10,000 in sales in the month. And that's just, it's not it. And yeah. So I want to have an accurate picture to people because this program, High Ticket Powerhouse, is just that this is not high ticket, you know, skip through the lilies and take <laughs> a, a nap at 3 p.m. It's not high ticket hammock. Yeah. No, it's not. <laughs> It's high ticket powerhouse and you are a powerhouse. I took a personality test and I have the powerhouse personality as well. And so like, what does that mean? Like, what, what does that look like to show up with that level of dedication and discipline? And, oh, it's also not roses all the time. Yeah, a hundred percent. And before I say that, I just want to kind of tack on one little thing to what we were saying earlier, which is literally the successful coaches, the ones that are hitting their goals. That's how I'm defining success for right this minute. And the ones that are talking about hitting their goals, there's one main difference. And that's how many conversations they're having every single day. And there's an episode on the maximum potency podcast. I hope you don't mind that. I just gave it a shout out. Um, it called it. the number one difference maker. And it's all about doing just that because it is the number one difference maker, especially in new coaches. Once you become a more well-established coach with a larger audience. There's more and more variables. If you're running ads, if you're not running ads, if you have a funnel, if you don't have a funnel, all these types of things. But like, if you are someone who's new to business in the first three years, the number one thing that you have control over, control your controllables, right? Number one thing that you have control over is how much activity are you in daily? And there's this saying that I actually disagree with. And it says, be attached to the activity, not the outcome. I say be attached to both and be in activity until you hit the outcome that you're going for. And so that is my personal philosophy. Um, and now let's hop into exactly what you were saying about being a fly on the wall. Um, yeah, you and I have talked a ton these past few months about push seasons versus chill seasons. And when you and I are in a chill season, AKA our books are full, there's no spot to fill. We're just on like a wash, rinse, repeat type of week. I think we could say, honestly, that our work weeks are between 12 and 25 hours at that point. That's my number, at least. Yeah. Yeah. Between, like, yeah. If you're, if you have, if you have, you know, when everybody's client limit is different, let's different. say that like you and I have anywhere, but I don't know, let's say that a person was signing seven one on one clients, high ticket one on one clients and serving them. <laughs> super, super well. So they are, you're on Zoom for seven hours a week. And then you got to create content and you got to answer Voxer messages and you got to keep up with the podcast and do DM strategy. Yeah, I would absolutely say that that's accurate. 
Yeah. And that's my number based on having eight one-on-ones, you yeah. know, 12, 12 would be the bare minimum. And that is, you know, I still work about four hours per week if I'm on vacation and I have no calls. Cause that's just what's required to keep, keep the bus running, if you will. Um, and so, yeah, like the bare minimum weeks are 12 hours. The typical week is 20 to 25 hours. That's like normal for me. But as you and I know, it's like, we started to have this conversation of, I don't want to stay in normal. Like I want my business to grow. And so growth seasons or push seasons, as you and I have called them is like a different level of effort is required. So have this little formula. I'll share the cliff notes of it with you guys now, um, which is basically just reverse engineering your income goal, your service goal, and then your activity goal. And so this is like the trimmed down version. There's a, I could talk about this for an hour, but if you take your income goal for, let's just say quarter one of 2023, and that income goal is $25,000 and you're selling $5,000 packages, you need to sign five clients in quarter one at $5,000 just for simple math, right? So that's your income goal. And then that's your service goal that you need to serve at least five people. More, great. Less, you were resting when you shouldn't have been resting. So what did God do before his day of rest? He worked for six days, okay? So if, if God works for six days in order to earn his day off, Sunday's not the Sabbath if every day is the Sabbath, okay? If you are in a spirit of like, I'm just chilling, I'm just gonna work for an hour, great, you're probably not growing, you're probably maintaining or declining, right? So did you earn your weekend is a question that I ask myself as an entrepreneur. Did you actually get done what needs to be done, right? So that's just a general question to ask yourself. So going back to what I was saying, income goal, service goal, we need to serve five people. Now, this is where you need to know yourself as a business owner. And if you're just getting started, just start tracking, just track. So similar to someone who's trying to get in better shape, they wouldn't just say, oh, I work out sometimes and I eat well sometimes. They would write that stuff down, right? They would say, this is what I ate. This is what I weighed. This is how many days I went to the gym and for how long. They would know those numbers. Just like you trying to grow your business, just like you would grow your muscles, is like, do you know the effort required in order to get one client? So for me, I'm just going to share some, again, really basic numbers. These are good examples to go off of. Compare them to your actual numbers. Don't just take what I'm saying as fact. Actually go test and assess in your own business. Number one, how many DMs do you send per day on average to new faces? And for every conversation you start, how many of those conversations become a back and forth conversation? So that sounds like this. For every day, I send 10 DMs. These are just examples. 10 DMs per day. Three of them become back and forth conversations. Seven of them are left unread, right? Okay, so I need to have 10 conversations going in order to have three conversations keep going. Okay, for every conversation that's a keep going, how many of those people are eventually willing to hop on a call with me? And for however many people hop on a call with me, how many become customers? And so... Like I said, you might be listening to this and go, oh, I don't know these numbers. Cool, start tracking, right? That's your next step. You can't track what you don't do. So that step alone will push you into activity because if you want to track things, you got to move the, the needle forward. Um, 
Kim, I'm just going to pause there because that's the bulk of it right there is that's the mentality. If I didn't hit the goal, then I need to send some more DMs. I need to get on some more calls. And that in itself has lended it lended me to basically having like 40 to 60 hour work weeks for about three weeks in a row this fall. However, I closed more in one month than I made in a year at that corporate job. And now just in quarter four alone, my business, if that was my entire year's numbers, my business still had its bigger years. And that's not counting Q1, Q2, or Q3. So insane growth, right? Right. Yeah. One thing that I think, Lisa, you and I both, or I know that you and I both value very much is time. Because time is one one of, I'm still struggling to understand more, um, it's the only resource to my knowledge that we never get back. I can make more money. Time and people, let's say that. Time and people, which is why time is so important because people, we have a finite amount of time here on this earth. So they kind of go yeah. hand in hand. Because Lisa and I value time so much, we make darn sure that what we're doing in our businesses and what we're asking our clients to do in their businesses is worth their time. And there's lots of ways to measure success in your business. And the number one is, in my opinion, finances. Is your business making money? Because if it's not, then we're not going to have a business for very much longer. And yes, there's there's also way other ways that we can measure success. And the number one that I hear on every single call that I ever get on is, I need to make more money, Cami. Yes. I, I, I need to make more money. My family, I, we need X, Y, Z. And these are all legitimate things that like people aren't coming to me being like, I need extra money to buy a Louis Vuitton bag. No, they're like, I need money because of this <laughs> nest, very necessary thing. And we're living in a time in an economy where orange juice is seven and a half dollars. And let's let you and I choose to eat in a way that is not cheap. It's, it's. We invest in, our, in ourselves, in our, in the, in the foods we put in our body and specifically things like meat right now are just up. And anyway, I digress. We could go on a tangent on that. That's another <laughs> wall conversation that we, people could probably If you have. guys want to talk conspiracies, just DM Cammy and I in a group chat. We're here yeah. for it. Yeah, we're here. <laughs> we're here. Um, but at the end of the day, every single call that I'm getting on, every single call that I'm getting on with a coach, they're telling me. I have to learn how to make more money. They're mm -hmm. not telling me, I want to learn how to impact more people's lives. And yes, everybody wants to do that. I've never met a coach that doesn't want to impact and help another person. So that's a given. That's in, like, I'm assuming that if you're here in the coaching space, you want to help other people. Yes. And um, my grocery store does not take impact as a way of currency. It's numbers. The way that we're creating impact is through signing the client. Because mm -hmm. how is that client going to experience a transformation? They're not going to experience a, tra experience a transformation from a freebie. I mean, they will. It's just, it's an incredibly small one. They yes. experience a transformation in our container in which they exchange financials in order to be in this container. And then within this container, that's where they experience a transformation. So all of that to be said, going back to my original point, Lissa nor I would ever ask you to do something this time consuming if it wasn't going to wildly impact your bank account. In yeah. yeah. Send 10 DMs a day to new faces for 90 days straight. Don't take a single day off, pedal to the metal and watch what happens. 
watch what happens. And if nothing happens, you're sending the wrong DM, right? Because if you talk to that many people, that's 900 people, something good has to happen. And so having this mindset of something good has to happen, my efforts have always been fruitful. Go get quiet with God and ask him what he wants you to do every day. Maybe 10 is not the number for you. Maybe that's unrealistic right now. Go ask him how many you should be sending every day and then do it, right? God gives you orders, you march and you don't sit there. You don't wait on it. Like you go. And so a lot of times I think we're praying, God, bless me, bless me, bless me. And he's like, there's no activity for me to bless. Like I'll I'll bless the DMs when you start sending the DMs, right? And so it's just little things like that. Like he can't give you higher conversions if you're not doing anything. And so I just want to throw that in as well. And you you and I have talked about that so much, right? Um, Like, let's be clear. I'm not aimlessly working a 40 to 60 hour week, right? It's doing that three weeks in a row to hit the goal, to serve the people that I want to serve. And I'm going to take this a level even further and say, if you don't learn to sell, it's actually unethical. And here's why it's unethical for you to not know how to sell your service. Someone needs it. And as a result of your imposter syndrome or your laziness or your selfishness or your self-consciousness, they're not getting what they need because your ego is in the way. And someone needs what you got, but they need you to step into the leader and the business owner that you were created to be in order to receive the transformation that they are needing in their life. And so a lot of people come and they're like, I'm just afraid to be salesy. Since when was serving salesy, right? Then that goes into the heart-centered sales philosophy that you and I both teach. And it's like, then don't have a salesy sales process. Just go ask people, what can I help you with? Just start asking curious questions. That's the other thing in the DMs. You want to talk about which DMs get responses. When you ask a curious question, people respond. When you ask a generic question, it gets left on red or it gets left in the request folder. It doesn't even get to you, right? Um, Yeah, I just felt called to share all of that. It was a little bit of a ramble. (laughs) No, it was good. It was really, really good. And, you know, everything that... I think when I look at your, your business and my business, and a lot of what we do is very much off the beaten path, which Mm -hmm. do not conform to the ways of this world seems like an echo of our life. And I don't mean that in an arrogant way. I just mean that in two women that are working really hard to bring glory to the Lord in all areas of our life, including our business. And oftentimes that looks like even down to the the daily strategies, the systems that we have in place don't look like the average person. And there's a they phrase don't. that I, I've been saying on the show is that conversations will convert more than content any day of the year. Yes. And, yeah. And, and content is important. Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. There's content on this podcast twice a week. And <laughs> conversations will still sell more. Yeah. And so I hear and here for when people put up on their Instagram stories, I'm selling X, Y, Z today. I love that because people can't buy it if they are unaware that it exists. And I hope that for every Instagram story you have pitching your offer, there is 40 DMs that have gone on in the background having actual conversations with human beings. Because what we have to recognize is that based upon who your ideal client is, now listen, you and my ideal client is a person that is desiring or is already currently making money on Instagram. So they are probably on Instagram paying more attention than the average person 
Mm-hmm. Because they make money on this platform. But if if we if I was a fitness coach, which you and I have both actually started in the fitness industry, our average client at that point was not making money on the platform. So they were passively scrolling. Like yep. the only reason they had Instagram was to stay connected with their family and have something to do when they're sitting in the doctor's office. And so they're not yeah. even paying attention actively to the content that they're seeing. And so why are we relying on posting and hoping, which is another conversation that you and I have had all the time. Posting <laughs> yeah. and hoping, it worked really, really well when we had a chronological algorithm and almost all of your followers were guaranteed to see your content. And yeah. now we don't have that algorithm. Now everybody and their dog is trying to sell something online, which is not saturated. Restaurants are trying to sell something online. Like that's what they did yeah. during COVID is online ordering. And you're not in competition with restaurants. So please stop saying the coaching space is saturated. If you line up the engineering space, the medical space, the coaching space is actually the least saturated. Probably you would have way more competition. If you were a pediatric doctor trying to get a job, than you would try a coaching space, like a coaching business. I digress, but you're, we can no longer rely on content. If you are posting content and hoping that people are going to buy from you, and you have open spots on your client book, may I present to you that that perhaps we need to be having more conversations. I know we need to be having more conversations. Yes, more conversations and and more conversations that plant seeds, right? And this is why, like, let me ask you this, Cam, is growth incremental or exponential? To be honest, Lisa, those are very big words. I need you to... (laughs) Okay. Does growth happen in nice, neat little bricks very evenly and linearly, or is it like a zigzag going up and down on that it's chart? Zigzag. It's a zigzag. It's, it's exponential, right? There's like these little, like little zigzag, little zigzag, big zigzag, right? Yeah, and so it's like, exactly. it's a slingshot. And so you're pulling back, pulling back, pulling back, pulling back every single time you put those daily deposits of just, I know I'm supposed to have 10 conversations even though it doesn't seem like anything is happening. I know I'm supposed to post like three or four times a week, even though it doesn't seem like anything's really happening. And then all of a sudden, all that effort adds up, you let go and your business flies forward. It's in momentum, right? As a result of this diligent work, which is why I was saying like, do it for 90 days and just watch what happens because business happens in 30, 60 and 90 day cycles. So I love what you're saying about like, how many conversations are you having? And your content, here's what your content's actually here to do. It's not post and hope someone buys. It's post, and now you're having inbound leads. Who are the people hanging out watching your story? Who are the people voting on your polls? Who are the people liking, commenting, sharing? Message them, talk to them. It's like they are saying, they're raising their hand going, I want to talk about this topic. I want to sit at the table with you and talk about metabolic resistance, or I want to talk about business growth, or I want to talk about mindset, whatever it is, like they're literally raising their hand and they're literally saying, come talk to me. I'm interested in what you have to say. That is content's only job is to basically highlight who that's following you is actually paying attention, but it is your duty as a business owner to then go and message them and not say, hi, I saw you liked seven of my posts. That's creepy to say, Hey, how's it going? And comment on something in their life because people love to talk about themselves. Right. Yeah, absolutely. It's so, that's so, so good. And one thing that I think is 
we, we got to talk about, we got to end, let's end the podcast on spiritual bypassing. Cause it's, it's something that you and I have, I could just go on forever. Um, they are the, the example, before we get to the spiritual bypassing part, the example that I've been talking with clients about is I love to use examples of brick and mortar stores. Cause I think that there's business principles that, that are in brick and mortar stores that also working on the online space. If you had a cute little boutique and you had a little bell on your door and somebody walked in and you were at the front folding clothes, you would be fooled or rude to not say hi to that person that just came into your door. Yeah. And that little bell is your notification. Somebody just followed you. Say hello. And you don't have to be like, hello, let me know if you have any questions about anything around here. Okay. I'm not saying that's a bad thing, but I'm saying that there's a more unique question that we could ask. Yeah. Hey, how sure. are you? Oh my gosh. I just saw that you like went to, is that Florida? Oh my gosh. I used to, I lived in Florida. Were you there for a vacation or did, did you live there? Yeah. Just asking something deeper than like, you know, like the people that have like the automatic response, which oh, yeah. I'm here for automatic response, but it's like the automatic response. Like when you go into their DMS and it's like, Hey, Thanks for following me. I yeah. will respond back in 36 hours. And in the meantime, here's my website. So essentially, if we were having a brick and mortar store, you would say hello to every single person that walked through your door and just start conversation with them. The more, like the most financially successful boutique owner is the person that is not the best talking about the clothes. It's the person that is going to strike up a conversation, create, find areas that we can have common ground on. Oh, and also this pink shirt looks amazing on you. Oh, I'm sorry. You have a date tonight. Oh my gosh. It's, it's a Christmas party, isn't it? Okay. Girlfriend, love you. Those aren't the shoes. I have something else for you. It's, it's, it's building connection, asking, like you said, curious questions, and then seeing if they have a problem that you know how to solve. Yes. And what, what we're talking about too, with like the auto responses and the the boutique owner, it's like, would you greet every single person that walked in your door the same way? Really? If you were a boutique owner? No. Even if all you did was change the inflection in your voice from like, hey, how are you? To like, hey, how are you? Right? Even if that was the only difference, you wouldn't be a robot and you wouldn't always say, hi, thanks for following. Right? You would say something slightly different to every person. So lazy man's way out here is at least voice memo them and be like, yo, Cammy, thanks for the follow. Like, how's it going today? At the bare minimum, like greet your people, right? What we really want to do, if you want to go the bonus mile and really develop yourself in this area as a business owner, it's a feminine quality to have good hospitality and be warm and welcoming, right? So let's take that energy and let's bring it into the DMs, kind, gentle, like you can be this warm person. What I want you to do is think about how can I be warm and also cause a pattern disruption, positive pattern disruption. Okay. We'll talk about negative in a second too, but positive pattern disruption is when I say something that you haven't been asked 14 times today. Hi, how are you? Is the lowest hanging fruit. More advanced version of that is, Hey, how are you? I saw X, Y, Z observation plus question, what did you think of X, Y, Z, right? And so you're actually beginning a conversation and that positive pattern disruption is what's going to guarantee a response. Your first victory in the DMs is a response. 
it's when a DM becomes a conversation, right? And so creating those positive pattern disruptions is crucial. Now, we've all had the opposite happen to us where someone says something and it creates a negative pattern disruption. This is when we are triggered, right? We're like, oh, I can't believe this chick said this to me today, right? We don't want to be doing that. So think about some of those DMs that you've gotten that you're like telling your husband about because you can't believe that they have the audacity to say X, Y, Z to you, right? Don't be that person. Be the positive pattern disruption person. And then observe what are people doing that you just absolutely can't stand and then do the opposite. Right. Ah, I love this conversation. Liz, let's end on the note that you and I have been talking about again for weeks, lots of different conversations happening in our our boxer chat. Um, And the way I want to open up this conversation is in the Christian space, there is a lot of talk about anti-grind culture and I'm here for it. And the Lord expects you to work. And so what Mm -hmm. I feel that I've observed and this is just, I, I don't have facts. This is just Cammie's observation. And I'm sharing an observation on my podcast is that there is the grind people of the world often referred to as workaholics. That is my tendency. I'll be straightforward. That's my tendency. It's yep. really a lot of effort. Um, the day we're recording this, the day they're hearing this, um, I am coming back from vacation, but the day I'm recording it, I'm about to leave tomorrow. It isn't, Les and I were just talking about this. It's actually very challenging for me to rest. It is. And that can be a blessing and a curse because I tend to get a lot done. And because I tend to work very, very hard, I tend to get great results. That's not because I'm lucky. That's because of the work ethic. And there's other people that maybe are more geared towards, it's it's actually a lot of work for them to actually do something because their, their nature is to not. And whatever is like your nature, whatever, we could have a conversation about that all day long. But I think that we have to recognize that, like, I see a lot of some Christians saying, well, like, I don't want to grind. And I hear you. I don't want to grind either. And the Lord worked for six days and then he rested. Now that doesn't mean that you have to work six days. You could work a Monday through Friday. Maybe it works better for you and your family that you do a Monday through Thursday. What I am saying is that the Lord gave us principles for work and rest. And for every six days that the Lord worked, there was one day of rest. And so again, I'm not saying that that's an exact formula that we have to copy and paste. I'm saying it's a principle that we should observe and grab hold of. Because I think that it is possible for us to take it too far to one side of the pendulum of grind culture, workaholic, working 80 hours a week, 47 weeks out of the year. And I think it's possible for us to swing it too far to the other side of the pendulum and say, well, I just, I only work when it's convenient. <laughs> and, um, and then on the other, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when it's comfortable and when I've had 11 hours of sleep and, and a coffee oh, and, a coffee, <laughs> and, a, and I, I'm not making any money. So there are principles within the earth. And this is where I want to turn it over to you, Lissa. And I, I, man, there are, this is not just Cammy. Okay. There is, this has been preached about before in, um, I've heard this in a sermon that when the people in the church, and this is not an everybody statement, this is an observation that I have observed. There can be a tendency in the church for passivity. 
people who are not taking life by the horns and going for it full throttle. Now, again, let's have boundaries. Let's not take it too far to the other extreme, but we really, truly Christians are supposed to be the leaders of the earth. We we have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We have the upgrade. We really should be in every industry. You should see a Christian on top. Why is that not happening? Why? And I think there's lots of factors that we could discuss. We could discuss spiritual warfare. And I think we should also discuss work ethic. Mm, Yeah. I love this topic like so much. And one of the things that I observe in Christian circles and the church is actually using God as a cop-out. Now, God came to be your savior, not your cop-out, okay? Salvation happens and sanctification happens after you get saved, which means that when you get saved, God is not done with you yet, okay? If you think he's done, you, like, this is, I'm being very blunt here, Hope trigger warning. You should just call it a day, right? Like you're like, you're still physically alive, but are you actually alive? Are you actually alive and growing and like a spring of water and bringing people in and nurturing them and helping them with transformations? Or are you just existing? I'm talking about living versus existing right now, right? That is one thing to ask yourself. Just, are you fired up about life and are you on mission? Are you saved or are you on mission? If you are on mission, that means that ethically you must get up every single day and move the ball forward. And I'm not saying never rest. I'm saying that you should have intentional actions, aligned action with your God-given mission and God-given purpose so that you're actually glorifying God, not just waiting on God, right? He will bless you when you take action. He will increase your finances. When you take action, he will improve your situation, whatever that improvement looks like when you take action. And so if for some reason you're listening to me right now and you're like, okay, I don't struggle with the action thing. I'm actually in the other camp where I can't rest. This is what I have to say to you. It's one sentence long is Chick-fil-A still a successful business. Yeah, actually way more. The average Chick-fil-A franchise sells more than McDonald's does. And they're open all the time. Yes. So create scarcity, make yourself an asset that is only available at certain times. And when you are available, you are at maximum potency. So what I am saying is not to just work 24, seven, 365. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying when you're working, be all there when you're off, be all there. Right. And so Parkinson's law states that a task will take how long you give it. And I think a lot of business owners need to hear this because we can have eight hours of work in our mind because society has conditioned us to work eight hours a day. Right. That's like normal. That's a full-time job. Well, what if you actually only have four hours a day, right? Let's just say that you're part, part stay-at-home mom, part business owner. Okay. How do you make that four hours focused and potent so that you can actually get, get eight hours of effort into four hours of focus? Does that make sense? What I'm saying here is like my work ethic and the way that God works is what we do will be enough when we are in action. Right. And so if you are doing your best 
and you are in action and you are on mission every single day that you said was a work day, like God's going to bless that. Like I thought I was going to need to get on 40 sales calls to fill my container. I've gotten on 10 and it's halfway full, which means I'm only going to need to get on 20 sales calls, which means God has blessed that effort. That's grace. Grace, his, his super to my natural, right? But he can't add his super to your natural if your natural is nothing. Zero times zero is zero. What's four times zero? Zero. What's seven times zero? Zero. He can be multiplying, but if you're putting in zero, the result's still zero. But seven times one is seven, right? So he can take your one and make it seven. And I think, I think that drives it home about as clear as day is give God something to multiply. And allow that to be within your bandwidth and allow that to not be at the cost of your family time or the cost of you sleeping, but don't take a spirit of laziness. Ask yourself, do I really need to scroll for 30 minutes? Do I really need to sleep for an extra half an hour, which isn't even really sleep. It's just you snoozing. Do I really need to get coffee with that friend for a seventh time this month? Do I really need to do that? It it comes from this place of utter self-awareness and being crystal clear on your goals. And Cammie, I don't know about you, but the more clear I get on my goals, the more I actually want to sit down and get the work done. And the easier it is to create the boundaries necessary to fuel that fire. Right. Absolutely. Getting clear on your mission is huge. And it's revelation. I mean, it, it's it's revelation and awareness. It's when the light bulb comes on of, you know, your purpose here on mission is to declare the Lord's word and, and, and try and get as many people coming with you to heaven. Like let's make heaven credit. That's our number one mission on earth. And you also have another assignment. Mm -hmm. The Lord is sending us out into every corner, every nation that includes the coaching space that includes the medical industry that includes big pharma. They need some help over there. Um, <laughs> that includes the, the, the public schools that like you are, you're feeling this tug on your heart for a reason and you're going to help a lot of people doing it. And the Lord will bless you through it. Yes. He's your needs. The laborer deserves his wages. He's not expecting you to do this for free. Now that's a spirit of poverty. That's the poverty gospel. Mm-hmm. Okay. Prosperity gospel, that's damaging. Just as damaging is its distant cousin, poverty gospel. Yeah. Amazing what happens when we swing to the too far to the other side of the pendulum. So the Lord recognizes your needs. He's giving you gifts and he's allowing you to use your gifts for his glory, to help a lot of people and to earn income. Yes. Earn, earn, earn in. That's earn. earn is where the work happens. Earning not income. lotto, not the lottery. <laughs> earn. Okay. I'm going to give you my equivalent of what you just said. And that is serve at the highest level. So go above and beyond the highest level of which you are capable with all your effort and you will always be provided for. So if you are not provided for right now in this season, friend, where are you not serving at the highest level? And what are you holding back? with the gifts that God has given you because he has given you the gifts required to provide for your family, mm-hmm. which is a hard pill to swallow. If this is the first time you're hearing this serve at the highest level of which you are capable and you will always be provided for is a deep truth that God has printed on my heart. And when I was learning that it was anything but easy. I wasn't serving at my highest level. I was running around doing seven different jobs 
piecing it all together, trying to make my coaching business the job, right? And it wasn't the highest level of which I was capable. It was very much, excuse my language, half-assed because I was trying to do too many things. And so going through that, that trust of whittling down. Now I didn't go from seven jobs to one job. I didn't just quit everything and say, I'm going to be an entrepreneur tomorrow. And I should, all all things should come to me and I'll be a six figure earner. That's not what I did, but I consciously took out one and then watched the other ones grow. And then I took out another and I watched the other ones grow until I was down to just two streams of income. And then we went into what we call a growth season and we pushed so that we could tip it over the edge and not need that second job anymore. But that wasn't a smooth transition. There's a place of discomfort that you have to end up in that transition, which is temporary that allows you to get to the next level. And for you, that might be, I need childcare for six weeks. It's going to take my profit margin down, but it's going to allow me to have a fruitful business for the next six years. Was that six weeks of hustle worth it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's always worth it. When God blesses it and he gives you the orders, it's always worth it. When it's your idea and it's coming from a place of ego and like, I need to be a six figure earner so I can put it in my Instagram bio. Like no one cares and he's not going to bless that. Right. Cause it's not coming from the right place. So Cam thoughts. I want to hear from you. Sorry. No, it's so <laughs> I keep so going bad. on rants. <laughs> no, it's good. It's good. Yeah. Um, he looks at the heart. He yeah. Does. And he, there's nothing that we can hide from him in our heart that he's not, he doesn't see. And we can try and mask and we can even deny it, but like, what are you, why are you here? What are you, you know, beyond having the $10,000 a month? Um, I'll end on this. What I think is so cool is I'm going to celebrate so hard with you, ladies listening to this, especially ladies that are joining Hunting a Powerhouse. I'm going to celebrate so hard with you when you close your first high ticket client. And I'm going to celebrate even more what that money allows you to do. For me, that has allowed Lucas and I to pay off lots of debt, to pay for an adoption. Everybody here knows this this journey. And um, it says in the word that fools waste their wealth on just foolish, sinful things. That's what scripture says. And so it can be interesting to look at like, what are you, if you ever want to know, like, is your heart in the right place? What do you want to use the money for? And recognize that like vacation, that's cool. Quality time. Maybe that's your love language. Maybe you want to go on on a honeymoon. Maybe you never had a honeymoon with your spouse and you want to surprise them one day and be like, baby, we're going to Bali or wherever. Yeah. What do you want the money for? And because he's, the Lord's going to bless obedience and sincerity. He doesn't require you to be perfect. He requires you to be obedient, to step out of your comfort zone in faith, because faith without works is dead. If you're just doing, 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 and you have zero faith, that's not it. If you have all this faith, but you're sitting on the couch every day, that's also not it. I love you, Kim. (laughs) Faith without works is dead. And so he's going to bless obedience and he's going to bless sincerity. So Alyssa, it has been so fun to have you on the show today. So Girl. to wrap this up, um, High Ticket Powerhouse, friends, is kicking off on January 23rd. You heard me say it in the intro. This program is going to teach you how to create an irresistible 
high ticket one-on-one coaching offer and how to sell it without launching. And I guarantee that if you do the work in this program, you're going to triple your investment. And you'll also have an opportunity to be coached by Lissa Scott, who is our guest coach expert, teaching you how to generate more leads than you ever thought possible in your business, how to ask curious questions, how to stand out from a crowd of hey girl messages, and make sure that the time that you're putting in to generate leads is well spent and reflected in your bank account. Lissa, is there anything that you wanted to add or um, actually, and not, or, and I would love for you to tell people where they can find you and come hang out with you. Yeah, for sure. I think the last thing I want to add is just like that money is a fruit, right? It's a tool. And when you are on mission for God and when you are living out your purpose with the intention of sharing your gifts with the world and truly serving that the money is just a byproduct, right? And so that feels like a complete loop to me. Um, Cam, thanks for having me today. Sorry for all the rants. Sorry, not sorry. Um, feeling really fiery about this topic. And so if you guys want to continue the conversation, I would invite you to do so over at Maximum Potency. Um, both the words are spelled normal, but people often misspell potency. So I'll spell it real quick. It's P-O-T-E-N-C-Y. Um and yeah, DMs are always open. Cami and I are both active in the DMs. If you're from my audience on Cami's show, go say hi to Cami. She's my BFF. And um, yeah, I'm just super grateful that we did this episode and even more grateful that you and I get to mentor side by side this year. Um, me guest coaching in your container and you guest coaching in mine. Um, little cross-pollination of the awesomeness. I'm just super excited for that. And, um, yeah, two girls serving their hearts out and really loving it. And just, I'm grateful if you listen to this episode all the way through, I'm also grateful for that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, tell them where to come listen to your podcast. Oh, it's the maximum potency podcast. It's on Spotify, Apple and anchor. If you are listening on a web browser. Cool. I'll link it down in the show notes as well. Um, so that y'all can go listen to Lissa's episodes. All right, Liz, love you. Love you too. Thanks for today. Keep ripping on life, Cami Wilkie. I love it. I have, Lissa has a t-shirt that she so graciously sent me and it says rip on life. It's one of my favorite t-shirts. It's tie-dye. It has the ocean on it and I love it. That was the OG swag. We're getting new swag this year. Maximum Potency is getting a new logo and it's about to be um, exciting. So I'm grateful when everybody wears the shirts and also more on the way. Love it. Hey coach, thanks so much for tuning into today's episode. I hope you got exactly what you needed to hear, even if it stung a little. Every week, I am committed to showing up here on the show and bringing you not one, but two value-packed episodes to help you grow deeper in your faith, build a profitable coaching business, and become an absolute powerhouse at getting high-ticket coaching clients online. And the number one way that you can support the Bible's Babies and Business podcast is by taking 30 seconds to leave me a review on Apple Podcasts and then share this show with a friend. Thank you for partnering with me to get these episodes out to as many online coaches as possible because the world needs more powerhouse women building online coaching businesses for the kingdom of heaven. I appreciate you. I love you. And I'll see you in the next episode.